Okay, so the first. Oh wait, I need to do the intro first. This is Powdown, a podcast based on an annual design conference of the same name, where we gather creative individuals from all aspects of design to share what's happening in our design scene and why design matters. My name is Emlyn Yeo, and my co-hosts today are Kao Yi and Jun Ong, co-founders of architectural design studio Pow Ideas. Powdown was created as a means to teach and learn from the people around us, and we hope this adds value to your everyday conversation about design. If you like this podcast, please share an episode with a fellow friend. We'd really appreciate the love. Filament is a community-based projection mapping collective that gathers all new media artists to create a magical world made possible of light and unparalleled technology. On a mission to bring interactive art to a greater audience, Filament is best known for their curated new media and light exhibition for young artists called Immersio at Urbanscapes. Filament is about creating, connecting, and collaborating. It's about reimagining our city Kuala Lumpur in a different dimension. It's about contemporary art that moves. In this episode, co-founders Faris Hanapia and Abdul Shakir talk about the realities behind the dream they've built. Clarity. Ah, um, I would say if you have a message that you intend to relay through your artwork. Clarity would mean that probably the receiver gets your idea, but again, it can also be a counter clarity, right? Mm-hmm. It's up to your perception on how you want to perceive it. Mm-hmm. But in terms of however you want to receive the the message, if you think that is clear to enough for you, then it's good. So uh, that's my definition. Yeah, clarity in terms of. What so, how do you um, make sure that people get what you're what you're trying to say? That's not the main do. goal that you want them to to get, but rather you want them to feel. Mm-hmm. So, I would say the things that we do here is some sort of a platform that artists are en- enables artists to actually put the expressions out, and then it will affect on how the audience will feel towards a certain uh, artwork. So there's no like specific objective in how you want them to feel, but rather it's a bit more organic in that sense. Yeah, I think to add into that also uh, clarity. I think in term of filament, we always have this you know uh, idea of uh, giving awareness to people about what we do, or especially about what new media art is. Um, I think that's sort of like a clarity for us to give awareness to people. You know, like. Say to them that you know we are here. There is this compartment of arts yeah. that exists. Could you tell us a bit, a little bit more about like Filament as a community-based group who brings like all these media artists up under one roof? Like, what are your challenges as a design collective? Like Shaki just said, awareness is the biggest challenge, mm. and yes, clarity would be the answer to that. <laughs> Because most of the people, they, in terms of artists themselves, we want to expose them in terms of how they could use technology yeah. to enhance whatever they want to express, yeah. right? So that's where we come in. And other than that, we also offer them platform to link either to venues, organizers, to see how they can spread their wings even more. So yeah, that, in a way, yes, awareness is the biggest challenge. And for them to be aware of this, we just need to actually show, show them through like small events and slowly get getting bigger as we see. 
And uh, as you can see, we've been doing urbanscapes uh, for the past few years. So we started off really small and slowly people are starting to get awareness about what we do. So every year we're getting bigger and hopefully next year we are able to do more. So how is the filament experience curated in a more like site-specific manner? Like how important is the design of the environment when it comes to like what you create? I think it's really important. Actually before we curate or choose which artists to work with, yeah. it's important to actually know the, the area. And another thing is that the people that goes to the area also is really important. Yeah. So we take into consideration about all these things, but also we we kind of like meet in the middle where we have something to introduce and also something to take from them. Yeah. So we we meet in the middle. So that's how, what what the base are in terms of how we brief our artists to work with. But then we still let the artists to actually express themselves yeah. in how they interpret whatever brief that we give to them. Yeah. So it's actually an element of surprise, like whatever we, like, the artist comes up with. Yeah. It's, it's something interesting to, to actually learn and see how we originally imagined might not be what comes out at the end, yeah. but that is a good thing. Mm. Because you don't wanna you know, compartmentalize their thoughts. So you want them to actually experiment new things, especially when you talk about technologies or about te um, experimenting new, new things. Yeah. So it's, it's a place for these guys to actually have a safe platform to actually experiment mm. without people uh, shooting down on them. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we let them be, at least in the first few phases of the, the first few years that we form Filament. Yeah. I think we want them to actually be comfortable in the whole thought process. And for us also, it's for us to learn their thought process and mm. see how we can work together for the next one. Is there like right or like wrong? Not or maybe like drifted like too far from what you first as long imagined? As the one, one of the things that uh, we put high um, um, priority is safety. Whatever engagement that you want to uh, show the audience, safety has to come in first. Other than that, we don't want to actually dictate yeah. uh, these yeah. artists. Yeah. This is the purpose. How projection mapping has really changed the way we see architecture is by transforming, you know, old buildings, skyscrapers to give it like a different like Breath dimension. Of fresh air, yeah, like new give life. it a different look, you know. Yeah. I remember walking past a church when I was in Perth and they mapped out this whole festive Christmas animation together with choreograph lights, music, mm. and it really gave the old building a whole new perspective. I mean, I remember the first, my first experience of projection mapping was probably in Singapore. And I remember I looked up and there was a Buddha in the tree. Ooh, <laughs> it was cool. very, yeah, it was very surreal. And the Buddha was looking at you and you're like, oh. But it's quite interesting. I mean, it's an, it was obviously it was at night and they do this whole festival in uh, Bras Basa. Yeah. Um, but I remember I was like, wow, you know, where is this? this yeah. yeah, yeah, what is this? Um, I was quite young and I looked up and I was like, okay, what's this all about now, yeah. right? And, and there's old buildings, there's trees, but it's about giving a new face. Like imagine a tree having a face and it's looking at you with a very peaceful smile. Yeah, it kind of, it makes you stop and, and look yeah. at the tree. And you, you, it also, you start thinking, yeah. you know, a, a lot about the content. So I guess the content of what you project is also quite important. Mm. Filament, I mean, how they started out with Faris at Mosho Fixo, you know, being one of the pioneering like animation house in Malaysia and how they decided to experiment with projection mapping as a medium to showcase their 
otherwise very two-dimensional animations. Yeah. And I mean, projection mapping has been around for like decades, you know, but I think in Malaysia, you don't get a lot of projection mapping artists. Mm. And what they did, you know, it's just a very simple kind of modification to an otherwise very static building. Yeah. And another thing that is interesting also that it really brings people out during the night. And in Malaysia, the nighttime is really the only time we actually go out Mm. You know, obviously because of the climate. And, and that gives a lot of kickstart to like things like light festivals, projection mapping festivals, like how Singapore has the night festival to, to encourage people to go out to public spaces yeah. at night to see buildings at night. Otherwise, you know, very dead kind of quality, you know. And because you guys use technology, your canvas is a lot bigger than, you know, I would say like a usual, uh, a normal like artist, because people can touch and feel and interact. But how far can you can you push the boundaries in that? I think that that um, depends on the technology that available for us. I think that's, that's also what we can uh, compare to what we have past 10 years and so now in the next future 10 years. Like last time, uh, VR and AR, virtual reality and also augmented reality is far-fetched because there's no uh, mass technology that available for, for people. But now everyone have their VR machine or AR machine on their, the on their phones, yeah. right? So you can actually access that easily. So it become mass. When, when technology become a mass, I think that's the point where we actually grow our arts, mm. and there is always constantly cross on uh, on on technology, mm. and hence go back to arts because if art will then die in you know just canvas and paint, mm. then it will die that. So, mm. but there is other medium, other other channel, other platform you can actually use your art mm. uh, or design to to actually you know showcase to people. So use technology then. So technology is just a medium. Mm -hmm. So as the medium changes, so you have new platforms that people consume the stuff. That's where we want to actually try to explore. How do you guys keep up with the changes then? Uh, getting ourselves exposed as much as <laughs> we can. Uh, I mean, for, for me, myself, I have always been into technology yeah. because it's something that <laughs> From small, I, I'm into gadgets, right? So it's really close to me. So I would love to see new things. It gets me excited. I mean, by nature, if you have that sort of passion into it, you naturally would get all these new exposures come to you. It's like kind of like a rule of traction. So if you want it, you get it. But again, that's being exposed is one thing, but to actually know how to yeah, and how to use it. how to use it properly is another thing. Uh, and there's no way of finding out other than experimenting with it. So you make m mistakes in the early stages, yeah. but then it's all about learning new things, right? Yeah. So this technology changes every day. I would yeah. say whatever you buy today will then yeah will the it's outdated by yeah so. And then technology will become cheaper and also a bit more accessible every day. So how do you cope to that, right? So the things that we do is really important because all the things that technology change, it's not only change how we consume, but also socially, it will affect your behavior as well. So if, if you see you use your phone and now you're not talking to your friends in front of you because you're looking <laughs> at your phone. So it changes you even socially, behavior, Behavior-wise, you will change as well. So how we as artists are able to cater to that and put some cushion to this mm. sudden change, right? Mm. 
So um, I think that's one of the roles that we have to play. If you know the technology and you know the arts of human being human beings and how to actually merge, merge that together and make things a bit more uh, harmony in that sense. Yeah. yeah. What are some of the ways that both of you consume art? I think the fact that Philemon has added a third dimension to the word art already makes it so much more accessible, so much more fascinating and easier to spark intrigue in a layman, like someone who doesn't know art at all, who's like, who's Picasso, you know? And this might be because their canvas is bigger and just because of that, like the people that they reach are bigger as well. And I feel like it's almost like when you, like Kyle said, right, when he saw a Buddha on a tree and that was already like a, a moment where he consumed art yeah, without even yeah, knowing. Yeah, without even knowing it, yeah. And that's sort of like a, a true impact in, in the design industry, right? I think it's more than just the scale of things. It's how how you showcase these ideas and with filament, you know, how they, they got really popular through Urbanscapes. It's a very, very popular street mm. slash urban media arts festival. And how they got a lot of traction with the general public, you know, because it's such an accessible festival. Mm. And it's more than scale, you know, how now they kind of are exploring the idea of curating different artists under their body of works, you yeah. know. So you get very different mediums, not just production mapping. Uh, you get animations, you get interactive media arts, you know, mm. through lighting, sound. Um, so it's very three-dimensional. And it becomes this wholesome experience yeah. on how we can perceive art. Yeah. And art doesn't have to be in a white cube, a traditional flat a printing, canvas painting, you know. It could be intangible, it could be sound, it could be, you know, movement, kinetic. And tech and art is something that is like thriving in the world today. Yeah. And it's about time that I think we as Malaysians jump into it. Yeah, this question of canvas, I think is really interesting because you grow up, right? And mm. the sort of art, that you learn in Pendidikan Seni <laughs> is like within your art block. Yeah. And then your teacher say, okay, draw in a orange, bowl of fruits. a bowl of fruit, yeah. Yeah. paint it. And, it's always a bowl and you, of fruit. Yeah, yeah, because we love still life. Yeah. Um, and so, but it's this, this question that about the education of art and, and what is art? Well, anyway, a lot of public people, so when they look at Picasso and they look at Jackson Pollock, mm -hmm. they, a lot of them like, what's this man? Like, you know, my kid could have drawn this. Yeah, um, but you, you can't relate. You can't relate to it. it. And I guess what Philemon has done is made it more it brought it closer. It's not a bourgeois sort of thing where like I have to study art to understand the history of art too. Mm -hmm. You know, they made it like, do you appreciate this? And yeah. I think for me, I mean, my personal experience with art is that it's about emotion. And if I look at it and I feel it, mm -hmm. um, what do I feel? And maybe that is what resonates with me because when I look at it, I feel something. Yeah. Um, so for instance, like we, we talk about the Buddha and I felt it, I looked at it and the first thing I felt was serenity. Yeah. yeah whatever I could felt, I could felt anger, but that reaction to seeing something mm. that shouldn't be there was in that sense to me, the reaction of what is called art. Yeah. yeah. How else do you think the Malaysian design scene can flourish further? How? Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, oh, people, people, yeah. <laughs> people, people always talk about uh, what is our uh, Malaysian identity, what is mm, Malaysian yeah. de design identity, which is yeah. actually uh, quite big. I mean, we all ask ourselves, like, what, what are we? Even like the locals or even like, we call ourselves uh, Bumi Putra. I mean, that's how we actually can grow, is going back to, to the roots. Like, again, uh, we do have abundance of resources that we have here. Culturally, we can actually use that 
to grow our uh, design scene because most of us we always think about outside look at at, at what people do outside yeah. while we actually forgot about what we have inside yeah. So I think going back and you know stop and look back at what we have and then try to use that and modify or try to be creative about it that actually how we can grow our our design scene I would say you have, you just have to listen better hmm. so when you know, our grandfathers tell a story yeah. it's not become a grandfather story lah yeah. it should become your story hmm. right yeah. so if we were to listen better from our ancestors or the people that knows about different things than you do that that is a great source of inspiration for you to actually reinterpret that and use the skills that you have to create new things mm-hmm. yeah it, regardless not doing arts is yeah. i mean everyday life i mean you can apply it in your everyday work as well so the stories that you find from people around you what are some of the milestones that you guys have achieved You know, by the time it's 2020. Mm. I think for Philomen, milestone for this year, usually every year we always set a milestone. Mm. Like our milestone this year is always, we want to actually work with international artists. Mm. So either go out or work with them or we actually bring them bring in. Them so it so happened that during Urbanscape, we actually managed to bring two groups from Indonesia and also Singapore mm-hmm. and work with us for Urbanscapes this year. Um, I think it's kind of fulfilling and then in return they basically going to invite us to actually do stuff mm. in, in Indonesia and Singapore so that's always the the target I think yeah. the milestone for next year will be to bring local artists and then you know work with festival outside yeah. Yeah. so that's that will be the milestone for next year I think yeah, yeah. yeah. so it, it's all about creating that network at least mm. regionally mm. to countries and exchange these artists and sit see how we can work together in terms of fulfilling the, the, the idea of bring up the regional arts. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's kind of like a cross-border like yeah. 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 It's culturally we're not that much different in yeah. a way that and we need to promote that. We, we talked about national identity which yeah. is fine but there are some parts we have shared values. Mm. I think at this moment in time that we probably need to do a lot more yeah. compared to being You know, I'm Malaysian, you're Singaporean, you're Indonesian. So these things can actually bring more harmony between the, uh, different thoughts and yeah. people. Yeah. But why do you think uh, Malaysian designers or artists kind of steer away from cross collaborations? Um, I, I think we have this uh, tendency to keep secret of what we have. Yeah, uh, which is yeah, yeah, the trade secret or anything, yeah. which is not really what we do in Philomen. Yeah. Uh, we do have this question when we did uh, our workshop about uh, position mapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one guy asked, oh, are you not scared sharing your your secrets mm-hmm. away? Uh, but we, we thought that uh, this thing is not a secret. I mean, everyone can learn. Everyone can learn and everyone can yeah. actually do it. If you yeah. open YouTube, there is It's there, yeah. right? So why not we actually empower people, share with people what you can do. And in fact, we will help you if you want to actually yeah. do it. That should be in the back of our mind, of yeah. most of our, our, our designers. Yeah. Because when we do that, we close down our doors to basically grow our even ourselves, yeah. right? If we actually share, share more, more things we can actually get compared to if we just you know keep our whatever we have yeah. when you talk about technology it will become outdated anyways. yeah it become obsolete very very yeah. fast so yeah. why are you keeping to that seeing that you're going are you going to use it for the next 100 years i don't think mm. so so might as well share and meet new people you know yeah that's that's how we grow mm. that's how the community grows yeah 
that wraps up this episode of Powdown. Thank you again for tuning in. Find out more about our conference or listen to more episodes of other artists, designers, photographers by visiting our Instagram page at PowIdeas. Leave a comment and tell us how you feel about the show or tell a friend about the show through social media, Instagram, Facebook, we'll take what we can get. Help us spread the word. 